All right, roll. Who is this irresistible creature who has an insatiable love for the dead? Katie from the crypt. I'm adorable. Hey, y'all, welcome to an episode of Katie from the Crypt. I'm your host, Katie, and my co-host, today. Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. We are really late. Yeah, I know. I this said is Friday that afternoon. We wouldn't be late. I lied. <laughs> yeah, there's just nothing. We're just we're just gonna have to work out something. We're busy people. Well, in fairness, this episode would have been out a day. We would only would have only been one day late, but we lost the microphones. Yeah. So we had to everywhere spend, for those. Yeah, they were in a really weird place. I don't know what happened, but we found them. So we got around. You can hear Finn as always. He knows we're here. He has because he he gets his phone. He sits down right between. He lays down right between us. Oh, Finn! This is probably the highlight of his day. <laughs> so we're here. We got all of the equipment. We're recording this week's episode. Two days late. That's not the worst thing that could happen. Nope. What are we talking about today? Kiki's delivery service. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's interesting. Well, this. Could technically be considered a horror movie because it's about a witch. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's, the most, it's the most lighthearted, non-horrifying, any medium. Monster movie. Yeah, I think, like, Leave it to Beaver's probably scarier than this show. I only know that because Weird Al had it in his song. Did he? Leave it, it to Beaver? Oh, yeah. Watch Leave it to Beaver? Yeah. yeah. Uh, very wholesome show. But... The bee was always worried he was going to get in trouble for something. And in this one, Kiki is just a delight. <laughs> she never gets in trouble. She's such a good person. So Kiki's Delivery Service, 1989, Studio Ghibli, written, directed by Hayao Miyazaki. It's a great movie. Yeah. Tell us about it. Okay, so there's this girl named Kiki. And hey, guess what? She's a witch. Well, you know. I haven't already told you. And um, she has to leave home for a year to prove her witch training. Right, it's like their initiation. Yeah, and they have to like pick a, a skill. Yeah. I guess. Like her mom is a potion maker. And she like meets a girl who's a fortune teller while she's flying. And um, so she has to find a city and she has to live for a year on her own. Right. And she has to practice on her witchy skills. And so it's about her journey. Doing that. Yeah, it's just about this 13-year-old girl. It's, it's a little bit like... Uh, isn't that how Pokemon works when you turn, like, 13? I don't, I don't watch Pokemon. You don't watch Pokemon? Ash, he, it's on his birthday. And, and it's like he goes and he picks his Pokemon. And then he just, like, wanders off into the wilderness. And you know becomes a trainer. I thought his name was Ash Ketchup. Yeah, probably you and a lot of kids in America. It's Ketchum, by the way. It's for, all, for those out there that don't know. Ash Ketchum, because he has to catch them all. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, whatever. But he's a kid, and he has to go out into the wilderness to do his job. And Kiki's like, like the same what thing. What kind of world are we living in where you just send your child out into the wilderness I, to find pocket monsters? I think Japan is very hands off with their kids. It's very much like go out and become an adult. Kind of like pandas. Like they stay with their mom for like two years and then they just send them out into the wilderness. I kind of like the way they do that I, a little bit. I would hate I would hate for you guys to like leave for a year, but I guess maybe it's sort of like that apprenticeship kind of medieval sort of way of, all right, you're all going to go learn a skill, go live with the blacksmith, and he will teach you his trade, and he gets like an intern out of it. 
Um, I, maybe it's a holdover from that. I don't know what they do over there in Japan because i never been. But 13-year-old Kiki, she's going to become a witch. I guess she's born a witch. It's like in the family. Her mom's a witch. Dad's not. He's just a guy. Looks like a computer programmer or something. And, um, yeah, she hops on her broom that night. It's her birthday. It's full moon. She's going to take off. She finds a city. I guess all these cities have, like, a witch. Yeah. That lives there and sort of does things for the community. Which is nice. It's an interesting concept. Some are nice. Some are kind of snobbish. Yeah, like the... She's flying and then there's just, like, this redhead girl and she's got a snobby little black hat. Mm-hmm. She's like, my skills fortune telling. Turn off that blasted music. Because Kiki has a radio going. Yeah. And she's very... What was what was Kiki's skill she was working on? Um, I don't know. She could fly. Yeah, it was flying. She, she didn't know what her skill was. Yeah, oh, so that's the but thing. Yeah, she has she to find herself. Flying. But yeah, she's good. At, yeah, she's good at flying. Yeah, and it's just the the hygiene set ensues. So she lands in this town. She doesn't know anything. She's got her cat. Um, Gigi. Gigi is her cat. That, I have a cat named Shadow, and his middle name is Gigi. Oh, is it? Yeah. You have a middle name. Voiced by Phil Hartman. Um, Kirsten Dunst, I believe, does the voice of Kiki in this. Because this is all Disney, you know, brought over the, the anime. So they've got, you know, well-known yeah. um, American talent to do these. Uh, but this edition that we saw, so we have it on DVD. Yeah. And that's from the and 1998. It's old. It's very it's old. Yeah, it's completely unwatchable almost at this point. Because you guys have watched it so much. Um, but right now we have HBO Max. We're streaming all of yep. these on HBO Max. So right now we have free. it. Are we going to get rid of it? HBO Max? Yeah. Not as long as it's part of our phone plan. Oh, okay. Yeah. We upgraded our AT&T plan. Mm-hmm. Come with it. So I don't know. There's a plug, I guess, for that. But anyhow, they've got all these movies, so we're watching them. And what they have is the restored version. They did a new version in like 2008, something like that. Because I was watching it, and I, I have like kind of memorized the dialogue from yeah. watching it sometimes. And I was like... She's supposed to say something right there, but she didn't. Right. And they're like, so they, I first noticed it because they were flying and it started to rain. And Gigi was like, okay, one, don't panic. Two, don't panic. Three, did I mention not to panic? And he didn't say that. And it was like, what? What do you mean he didn't say that? So it's interesting, your take. I, I, I want to get into this a little bit. Because um, we're not really going into a whole lot of what the show's about. Because this this cartoon is easily available. Yeah. For one thing, it's stream on HBO Max. But if you don't have that, yeah, you can find this at Walmart. Yeah. This this anime, Kiki Celebrity Service, it's available anywhere. And we may go back to the plot a little bit, but uh, so yeah, so this is a, a more restored version. So it changed the music. This has the original Japanese music. And one of the things that Disney did when they brought it over in that DVD edition was they Disneyfied it. And they added in dialogue to over-explain I things like, that are happening. I like what they did with Gigi because he's like a very sarcastic character. You like what they did the originally or what they did with the new version? Um, went on our disc. I don't know which one that is. Uh, that's the, that's yeah. the original Disney version. So they also added more Gigi dialogue to make him a more snarky, sarcastic Disney sidekick, like Dragon or and something like that. I liked that. You did? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, in this, they took a lot of that out. They made it more faithful to the original. Not to say that he's not a sarcastic kind of cat, but they don't beat you over the head with it now, as they did in the Disney version. But that's the version. But is that the version 
So watching both, you're 12 now, you were like four or something when <laughs> watching the originals. I, I know you really hold on to the past yeah. and you get attached to things. But as nearing adulthood, which one do you like better critically? I don't know. Okay. They were kind of the same, but I do like the disc one better because I, I know it better. Yeah, I think yeah, that probably has more to do with it. So even for me, so like Warriors of the Wind. See, that's what, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Um, but they, they made an American version of that in 84, or 85 is when it came to America. And they changed the title to Warriors of the Wind. All the promotional materia, material is much more boy-focused, even though the main character is, is a female, a princess. And they, they cut a lot of stuff out. They changed a lot of the focus. They Americanized it. That's what I grew up on. And then in the late 90s, early 2000s, I got hold of Valley of the Wind. And it's a completely different film. So it's kind of the same thing you're going through. Like, you've seen this one version, and I know how much you love Kiki. I do. I like, I like the dialogue that they put in. Yeah. Dang. Finn? He just, like, jumped up, and he's licking my hand. It's like, dude, you're cool. Just take it easy. Staring at me all sad. <laughs> it's like, whatever, man. Yeah, so there's some changes, uh, but I think these changes are positive. I, I'm glad they went back to. I'm glad they introduced the Japanese songs because I think they're better. I can understand that. Japanese anime music is so much better than American I anime really, music. I really like this, the music in Spirited Away because there's no, there's no singing in it. It's just instrumental. It's like, I, I prefer that. I prefer that, but I like the singing because... So much Japanese anime, if it's not like ultra violent, like ripping legs off and tentacles and stuff, it's so sweet and optimistic. And their their voices, the Japanese women's voices, sound like that. Maybe it's the byproduct of being nuked, and you can see the future in a brighter light once you've been once you've been had two nukes dropped on you. There, there's nowhere to go but up. I guess. And that that comes across in the anime and the music a lot of the times. And I really love... Uh, I don't love this dog. Yes, you do. No, I really don't. But I do love this movie. So, so she's out in the world. She makes some friends. She's in, in being introduced into society. She overcomes struggle. She becomes a delivery girl, yeah. which is why it's called Kiki's Delivery Service. Right, because whenever she gets there, she doesn't have a place to stay. And there's this bakery worker named Osono, and she's like, you stay here. And she gets, she starts up a business, and she's like, I can do delivery business. So she, it's Kiki's flying delivery business. Right. And, yeah, so that's, it. basically, the story is about her flying all these deliveries, the trouble that she gets into with them. Yeah, it's not even like a, there's not like a real plot yeah. thread from beginning to end. It's just kind of like a life. It's just the life, the life of this girl and the people that she comes across. It's like your life probably doesn't have a plot. Yeah, that's true. It's just like you just do things every day that you just do. Yeah. <laughs> every time she has, every time she has to go run a delivery, like deliver a toy from somebody's grandparent to the kid or deliver uh, a dish. From a loved one to another, like, you know, she bakes her favorite dishes to deliver it. Some strange event, she'll get attacked by birds. Yeah. And she's got, you know, she drops, like, the toy. Yeah. And then she's got to go, like, oh, I left the toy. We got to go find it. And some adventurous ensues. Or, yeah, she gets invited to a party and, and things happen. But there's no real connecting thread. No. 
Which I suppose could turn some people off. Yeah. There's no, like, A, a to C by way of B. It's just it's things A-Z-F-G. that happen. It's <laughs> All over the place. Yeah, it's just it's just this is this is the life. This is it. And it's it's cute. Um it's very pretty to watch. Mm-hmm. It's very pleasant to listen to. The music. Uh the same guy, Hibushi, is he's got a normal like American name. It's like Jim Hibushi or something like that. He does all the, the music for this. I'm sure I've actually said it accurately in one of our other Studio mm-hmm. Ghibli episodes. Does the music again, delivers it's kind of weird because we're watching these sort of in backwards order. Like we started with Spirit of the Way, which came out in the 2000s. Okay. And then Princess Mononoke was in the 90, like 97. And now Kiki's Delivery Service is in 89. <laughs> Keep going back. It's, it's kind of neat to see how consistent the animation has been. Uh-huh. You expect, obviously, in 2001, which I believe is when Spirit of the Way came like it would look better than... 1998. And it's just kind of like, you know, you see, like, Disney nowadays, like, the Raya and the Last, Last Dragon, like, it, it's way different from Snow White. Right. Like, the yeah. animations are yeah. very different. Some of them even have eyeballs. There's little sweet little things. And, um, and it's just kind of like, they don't match, like, at all. Yeah. Like, they look completely different. But this one, it looks pretty much the same. Well, that's, that's how good their animation was in 1989. It's not that the animation 2000 is bad. The animation 89 is that good yeah. that it still holds up. It's like when people go back and you watch, or you watch like Star Wars, the special edition that came out in like 97. They had all this computer effects. Mm-hmm. They were sort of testing for the prequels. And you look back and you're like, ah, oh, that's not so great. No, mm-hmm. that, that creature doesn't really hold up. That's a little computer looking. It doesn't look very organic. Like watching. Um... Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street when she one of her Nancy runs with the doll and it's mm-hmm. supposed to be the child. It's like it's obviously a doll, but but they look good then. But it is it's a practical effect. It's a real thing. Then you go back to the original Star Wars and everything's models and it's like real explosions and and it's all real. And you can watch that first Star Wars and it still looks amazing. The space battles still look amazing. And then when you watch that that special edition with the computer effects, you're like, ah, it's like a little not great in a couple spots. Yeah. Yeah, computer effects just don't work. So, Suga so always, always knocking out of the yep. park with their animation, with their with their color palettes. Yeah. It's very aesthetically pleasing. It is, and they all have a certain tone to them. You know, just going off of, uh, Princess Mononoke. Lot of, lot of earth tones. It's dark film. It's dark film tonally, and we talked about that. That it was it was pretty edgy for a Suga Ghibli film. But also, it's a lot of dark greens, dark browns, a lot of night scenes. Uh, it's a dark color palette. Where in this movie, Kiki's, it's very bright. Yeah. A lot of light blues, yellows, uh, light kinda, greens. I liked how they, because um, she has to wear a black dress. And it's like, we just have worn this color mm-hmm. for many years. And her hair is black. But yeah. she has like a bright red bow on her yeah. hair. And I like that they just give that big old... Pop of color right there. It's a burst of color. And like the Osono, her dress is like bright green mm. and everything. It's like it's all so brightly colored. Yeah, so the aesthetic is supposed to be like 1950s. What did you say? It was Sweden? Sweden, yeah. Sweden is sort of like the town she's in. So there's just a lot of brightness to it all. Sweden a town? 
I don't think so. Well, Sweden's a country. Yeah, it's got so towns in it, though. Yeah. So it's a town of in, like, Sweden or something. Kind it's like, kind of like a V on Which is a little weird to me, because yeah. um, you brought that up. You told me that. The music sounds almost um, like French. Has a very French like accordion. Yeah. Yeah. It has that kind of uh, post World War II French kind of uh, sound to it, but very European, um, very bright, very optimistic colors. Even the night scenes, though, it's still um, it's still brightly colored. I I think it's interesting how in Spirited Away, you know, it's such like a a weird story and these all this weird action happening and the yeah. music has like a certain feel to it yeah and it's not like it's like light music but it's also like heavy music well spirited away had a more epic tone to it yeah yeah and like this movie it has like it's very light <laughs> yeah. and frothy frothy <laughs> yeah and but they still managed to somehow sound like they're from the same people that made it. I feel like it's, you could listen to each movie soundtrack and you can tell what movie it's from. I can. I can from, from the yeah. movie. They're all distinct, like, but you can tell it's the it's same like guy. If you listen to like one band a lot, and like their music, they have certain instruments, and then it all right. kind of sounds the same. That's what this sounds like. But it's so the same, but it's so different yeah. at the same time. Yeah. It's like uh, like John Williams. So, you know who John Williams is? Uh, no. He's the famous composer for um, Star Wars, Jurassic Park, oh. uh, Indiana Jones, all, all the big big Hollywood epic orchestral music. It's all John Williams. Still alive, too. He's in his 80s. Uh, amazing composer. But it's like that. It's like all these movies have, like, yeah, you're just doing Jurassic Park. Or you can do the Imperial March from Star Wars. Completely different pieces of music. But it's like... That is epic. That is a huge piece of music. That must be John Williams. Yeah. Like you can always tell John Williams from like Danny Elfman, who's a lot more. He does like Tim Burton movies, and it's a lot more whimsical and goofy sounding. Very different, but very the same in their own way. Yeah. So this is a beautiful film to listen to. Uh, the voice work is top notch. Phil Hartman, great Phil Hartman. Uh, every time I watch it, just just kills me that he's not around anymore because he's he's good in this even this cartoon where he plays a talking cat it's a silly he could have, he could easily phone it in it's such a goofy part you know he's so beyond something like this part uh, but he's still great there's no villains no in this movie not really there's not even the a crows the crows the crows the crows attack her pretty the crows often don't like her. There's not a lot of conflict in this other than just regular inconvenience of life. Yeah. Well, you know, life of a witch because, like, we don't have problem flying in the rain. Well, she gets to one part where her powers kind of stop working. Yeah. What happens there? It's like, it's kind of just like a block. Like, if you're, like, an artist, you know, art blocks where you just, you don't know... What okay. like to do and there's this friend that she makes and she draws and she's like well sometimes you just gotta take a break because like I just couldn't draw one day and you just kind of you're wor- you're overworking yourself mm-hmm. and she flies everywhere because she she's, she's kind of sleeping there and, and Gigi stops talking and she's like Are you okay and then she tries to get on a room and she's like my power it's draining and it's just like she's overworking herself like she needs to chill out yeah 
And then she, but whenever she needs the power, it'll come back to her. Yeah, events unfold with her her friend who's in love with flying. Yeah, and and, her. and he needs her desperately, and she's able to dig deep and Tombo. And, is that his name? Yeah. And you're good because these aren't even like Tombo. But his real name is Kapori, but they call him Tombo. Whatever. I don't know. You know, I could. I could. I don't know who does his voice. I forgot to look it up the whole time. I'm like, and who is that? Who does that voice? And I forgot to look it up on IMDb because we do not prepare for this show. So I don't know who does his voice, but I'm sure once I'm sure he's a that guy. Once she said, you'd be like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah. If you were if you were a witch, what do you think your specialty would be? Ooh. If you're a nice witch, like the witch isn't for anybody who's you know getting their undies in a bunch because we're talking about a show with a little girl who's a witch. It's not the. Uh, more historical European uh, puritanical American version of which where you're sacrificing babies okay. to, you know, goats, goat gods and things like that. Like there's no dark father or anything. It is very much uh, like the show bewitched. Mm-hmm. It's almost more like they have a superpower and it's cute. And they, you know, it's a very sunny childlike uh, Sabrina, the teenage witch Casper, the friendly ghost kind of, kind I of witch. I think it would either be something with a basketball with a basketball. Or it could be something with singing, because I like to sing and I'm good at singing. Yeah. Maybe, like, I can sing and um, if, like, a building falls apart or something, I can sing to it. Sing it together. And it'll get back together. Or I can, oh, make, I can make plants grow with my singing. Maybe, like, an herbalist. Yeah. There's, um, this show never really gives you any glimpse into the world of witches. No. Large. So, they like um, away. They don't explain anything. Yeah, but that's that is a girl from a normal world stumbled into the world of the supernatural. She doesn't know what's going on either. This is a natural thing because she's like, "Oh, hi, I'm I'm the new witch here. Are there any other witches in this town?" And they're like, "No, I don't think so." And they're like, "Okay, well, I can set up shop here. Like it's it, like people know who witches are and witches show up and and they do their thing. Maybe people have never met one, but everybody knows about them. So." You have you have this world, so you know Kiki doesn't know what her ability is, but it turns out she's actually a pretty good flyer, and uh, her mom makes potions. I'm just kind of thinking like this is such a normal occurrence for Boo, because like she, whenever she gets into the city, she flies under a bridge, and there's a big bus coming. She doesn't know, and she has to like fly around, and cars are swerving all over the place. And this cop pulls up, he's like, "Hey, you almost just caused a big af- accident with your broom over there." He just says it so casually. Yeah. Like, you just literally almost caused some people's deaths flying on your broom. So witches are a normal thing, but I don't know what all they can do. You know, it's not like Harry Potter where, you know, they go into a lot. Of course, that had seven books, too, to go into a bunch of depth. Where this just had an hour and a half, hour and 40 minute movie, something like that. Somewhere around there. Yeah. (laughs) I wish I, I would have liked to have known a little bit more. If there's any criticism, I would have liked to have known... You know, like in the beginning, the, you know, the mom could be like, oh, have you picked your specialty yet? You know, you're good at this or have you thought about, you know, like sort of organically work into different avenues that a witch could take. But we know there's flying, fortune telling and potions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's really it. If I had to pick from like one of those three. I want to be a potion maker. Well, I. Finn. What was that? He knocked over something of my on my flag. Scared me. Oh, oh, those uh, those missiles you put on top. Oh. Those fell off. Oh, okay. Nobody out there knows what we're talking Phew. about. Do not explain it, please. Do you want me to explain no. it? Hey, folks out no, there, you want me to explain stop. my GI Joes? Stop. 
Okay, he got a box of G.I. Joe's the other day, and there's missiles on them. They fell over. There. Okay, that's not as fun, but yeah, that's basically what happened. It's fun when you talk about your G.I. Joe's. The USS flag. Okay. Anyways. I'll do another Um, podcast. G.I. Joe-based podcast. Any... (laughs) Any favorite character? Gigi. I love the cat. I got a little. I got the little stuff. Yeah. Little stuff when that's I put over my desk. My rating is. Yeah. And um, I so she has to deliver for this old lady, and yeah. um, she the old lady lives in this massive mansion house, and she has like a maid around, and her name is Marsa, and I like her, cause cause the old lady's like talking to Kiki, and Marsa's in the hallway chair pretending to fly the broom. And there's, like, okay, so there's, like, a blimp that crashes, mm-hmm. and, like, it's crashing, and she's like, oh, look at that, the blimp is crashing, that's it, cool. Yeah, I wanted to just bring that up real quick. If Everybody in this movie is very nice. They're all, mm-hmm. well, almost, some of the kids are snotty. Yeah. But the main characters out there, everybody's nice. There's not any, like, real villains or anything mm-hmm. like that. Except for these two elderly women <laughs> that live together. They're creepy, so the first time Kiki meets her, uh, she's going to deliver uh, like a like a pie like a dish to the lady's herring. granddaughter. Yeah, it's like a herring pumpkin pie, yeah. something gross to her granddaughter. And that's but she gets there, she's like, oh, it's not even ready yet. I can't get the stove to work. Do you think you could help? So Kiki ends up getting the stove to work, like fixing the stove and helping like make this dish. She's there for like she an hour. Switches light bulbs. And yeah, stuff. she starts doing like all this work around the house. And and the whole time I'm thinking, obviously these ladies are manipulating her to do this work, and they're keeping her around for a reason. And it's because it's been a long time since I've seen this movie, so I didn't really know how it went. And then she's like working on this stove. I'm like, are they gonna try and eat her? Like, <laughs> like push her in because she's having to like go way back into this stove to get it lit. And I was like, what's their game? Like, what are they doing? And then nothing. Like she takes it and goes delivers it to the daughter. Like they're totally like on the level. And and later when the sort of big event, which is the Zeppelin that's been mentioned all through the movie, mm-hmm. is being built on this beach and it takes off and it has problems, she has to help. Uh, that's the big climax at the end. Um, yeah, on the uh, she's delivering for those ladies yeah, and, and and she's like the old lady, the maid, I guess, is yeah. watching on TV and she's like, oh, I can't, you know, what's gonna? You know, the, she's the, like, it's the crashing. Like, that's all crashing. Cool. And then it like turns out, and she was like, no, it was getting good. Yeah, it was like turning upside down, and she was like, oh, dang it, it was getting good. Yeah, she's all excited about it, like the, the news reporters, all oh, the humanity, and she's just sitting there with like kind of a grin. <laughs> and I'm, oh, and then, but again, I'm thinking character. like these ladies are kind of creepy, like they're really into it. But then I think back to elderly women that I I've known in my life. And they all are, like, really into, like, tragedy. Yeah. Like, that's something that they really like. Like, bad news on the news, they love that stuff, which is really warped, in my opinion. But even even my grandma, when she would get the paper, I'd spend the summers with my grandma, and she'd get the paper every day, and she would open it up, and she would immediately go to the obituaries <laughs> to see who died. Because okay. she, like, well, knew, yeah, she knew everybody. Too. Like that's she wouldn't she wouldn't read the entertainments she wouldn't read like politics or gossip she didn't read the funnies she, didn't, she definitely didn't read sports she went straight to who died oh and she would always comment oh Myrtle oh Myrtle died oh she used to live on this and then she would just go through who died this week oh my god that's depressing isn't that the most depressing thing ever <laughs> I don't know that just sounds awful so yeah maybe. 
Miyazaki is making sort of a funny commentary on maybe in Japan elderly women are the same way they just love bad news and tragedy and so he was poking fun at that but the whole time I'm watching it because I'm not I'm a jaded cynical person so I'm like oh what's their deal are they going to be like evil witches are they going to try and like eat her or something nah they're totally cool spoilers they're nice people <laughs> like everybody else they're in this just movie. old ladies what do you expect to yeah and that's really the tone of this movie it's just it's just lighthearted. Yeah. it's comedy it's cute it's a little of action it's got a little bit of, this is the safest movie yeah you could watch with your kids you could literally hit the play button and just walk away yeah and there will be nothing to fit if you can get over it fine with the fact that Kiki's a witch you can get over the right. There is nothing offensive in this movie. Right. Even the tension, it's light. Now, that that may be a turnoff to adults who may hear it for the first time. This is a great movie. Yeah. We need more movies like this. Everybody's so angry with each other, and we're all so polarized. This is... Maybe, Kate, you're not aware of this, but yeah. as an adult, it's everywhere. And it's just nice people sit down and watch a movie where everybody's nice to each other. And everybody's happy. It's a beautiful... Somebody's always got to fight somebody. Have you seen Princess Mononoke? Everyone's fighting everybody. Yeah, that, that Princess Mononoke is a lot more reflective of today's society. But Kiki, oh. Kiki is what I want to be. Mm. Kiki is what we should aspire to be. I want to be a witch. That'd be cool. I want to fly around on a bird. Well, I just mean the attitude. I know, but like also, I want to be able to fly. I wish I could fly. If I had a super... I know there are way better superpowers to pick, but I just want to fly. Yeah. That's all I want to do. You skip the traffic. If I could pick one, I don't need to be... I'd, I'll take super strength, but I just want to fly. I want to be Supergirl. <laughs> She's got everything. She's got tons of power. All the super people <laughs> got tons of power. Flash just runs fast. And Superman can do that and like eight other things. Yeah. <laughs> That's not cool. Whatever, man. Greedy, dude. Anyways, this is a solid... Uh, how many... What's his name? GG. How many GGs you going to rate this? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 GGs? Yeah, I'll give it... I'll give... Mm, you know... No... You can't give them all tens. I can't. You can't. I'm not. I can't give them all tens because we gave Spirit of Way ten. Heck yeah, and it totally deserved it. it dang, girl. You don't be bobbing your head all at me. Yes, we did, and I stand by that. This is, isn't quite as good as Spirit of Way. Right. I isn't don't it, know. Isn't I like them not both equally. quite as good. I love them both. It's like a nine. Because if... If you give everything a 10, then you're saying, like, this movie's on the same as this movie. One other thing. Why no? But if we give... If, like, you... I I give it a 10. I really like it. I'm going to have to give it... I'm going to have to give it nine and a half. Nine and a half. I would have liked... If I had to say one, I would have liked a little more stakes. In the in the movie, Spirited Steak, Away, like Steak is okay. Spirited Away, she could be trapped here forever. She could, you know, her parents. She could lose her parents forever. Like, there's some real emotional stake. There's some consequences to these things if she doesn't pull through. But in Kiki's, there's none of that. Like, life just goes on. And she's totally fine. Weren't we just like talking about how we liked that? Well, I know, but I'm, uh, there's like one thing that if I she didn't, so biased. if she didn't do it perfectly, there would have been some bad repercussion when she's trying to save her friend. Well, she didn't do it perfectly. But that was like it in a second. It was just, you know. There wasn't any threat. Like, oh no, she's not going to get to the party on time. Whatever will we do? But it's like this poor 
little kid, he's waiting there for to pick her up from the party, and he just has to walk away because she never shows up. Yeah, that was Poor little dude. Yeah. And then Gigi fun. stops talking, and it's like, oh, no. No more Gigi talk. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, he's just acting like a regular cat. What's up? Well, you'll have to see the movie and figure out how everything works out, folks. Oh, we're drinking water. Oh, yeah, we're drinking water. Yeah. <laughs> Great value purified drinking water. I think nothing, that's what I'm drinking too. Nothing, but I ripped off the label. Your label's gone. My label is very much intact. This is this is mint condition mm-hmm. bottle of water. So Kiki's delivery service, go check it out. It's a great flick. I've loved it. You wore the disc out, you and Colby. <laughs> you guys wore it to a nub, so that's saying something. And an adult can sit and watch it too. So next week. My neighbor Totoro. Yeah, however you pronounce it. Yep, and we've never seen that one. Nope. So we're going back to another new one. I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, with that being said, that's the end of this episode. Finn's all over the place. You can hear him clickety-clopping all around. But until next week, with the new review, what do we say? Stay scary. Stay scary. Not yet. Uh, I will cut this because I, I got to enter my pen. I have to have security measures on my phone now. Oh, there we go. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye.